this. So, welcome back another week. And uh, Curtis, can you hear me now? I got you. I'm uh I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'm in <laughs> Delta, Colorado. Popular. 500 if anyone was wondering but uh yeah toward the tail end of my vacation here and uh we'll be leaving tomorrow early in the morning but uh let's do a little podcast for everybody we got the show must go on let's go on so uh how many uh how many days have you been out there now uh we got here on tuesday we got here about seven o'clock at night it was a it was a pretty easy drive uh it didn't take as long as we thought it was about 11 hours Uh, something like that. Well, we we made it fairly quickly, and uh, we got here safe and that's, sound. Uh, that's pretty good news. So, yeah. So Delta, that's the name of the town, huh? Delta, Colorado. Yeah, I I was uh, uh, chastised a little bit by her her dad that uh, Montrose is the the big city, uh-huh. and uh, when I when I put that on Twitter, he quickly corrected me. No, we we are from Delta, not not Montrose. <laughs> All right. I, but, uh, yeah, we we uh, it's been pretty hot, but I hear uh, it's been pretty hot back home as I well, right? I tell you, you're living, you're probably living the life over there because we've been in the triple digits uh, last day, last yesterday. Uh, we're record, I'm recording this on, we're recording this on Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yesterday's races were canceled after the second race because of the excessive heat. So uh, I want to say here in Cyprus, it it could have topped out around 109, maybe around sometime in that range. Oh my god. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty hot today. It, it cooled down about 10 to 15 degrees, so it's still pretty warm, but a lot much uh, much better than yesterday. Yeah, it's been probably 95 to 105 over here, so uh, we, we've been trying to not do too much, but uh, we also go up in the mountains. We, we went hiking, and uh, we went to some place called Land's End that was probably the highest I've ever been up in my life. It was literally... I, I was scared driving on this this gravel road back in there. April was driving, so uh, she was nervous, and it was making me nervous. But uh, yeah, I just I get going around everywhere. Ooh, okay, I can imagine that. So, so we're recording this on Saturday. We're gonna take a look at Sunday's card a little, Sal. And uh, you know, we you know, I, I want to get your opinion on on uh, since you left. LeBron has signed with the Lakers. Boogie Cousins going to the Warriors. So lots of things to talk about as far as uh the NBA and a little bit of MLB because we have the freeway series going on, Dodgers and Angels. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll leave a couple of those topics uh, for the after show. So uh, I'll quiz you on, on some of those things. But we're recording this on Saturday. It's currently about nine minutes to post for race eight, the great Lady M stakes here at Los Al over the daytime, a great two. And currently Marty's Freedom is one to nine. So I'll give you guys an update in the next few minutes to, uh, uh, to see if Marty's Freedom but Sunday night at Los Alamitos, we got uh, an eight-race program. Grade one there in race number eight with a birth to the cabinet champions on the line. Eight races. Let's start off with the beginning of the card, Curtis. And we've had some, we're going to have some heavy favorites in the first few races of the card. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, on a few of these, but race one, four and a half thoroughbred claimings, a field of six, $3,500 is the claiming price. And uh, is Derby Tango the one to nine post sign favorite? Yeah, I, I think this will be a lot of people's uh, single to, in the early pick four. Uh, it's just, you know, should be the speed of the speed, especially drawing the rail. And has run three uh, good seconds in a row there. 
for Ruben uh, Gomez and Minor Rana, uh, this horse looks double tough here in the first. If, if it gets away, it could be wire to yeah, wire. I think so too. If, if she just repeats that effort from last time out, she should win easily. Uh, she finished second behind Awesome Romance last time out. Uh, the the main thread that I could see probably showing a little bit of speed could be the three exotic ovation who have, have second on on my uh, on my numbers. Uh, that's the only horse that I could see getting away and showing a little bit of speed to keep that one honest. Uh-huh. If Derby Tangle gets away, I think it's long gone. But I'll go one, three, and maybe the four skating uh, skating in the eclipse. Skating in the eclipse here for Fat Fisher, a horse that could probably improve second time over the nighttime over. But I think it's all about the one. The one is probably the, the one of the heaviest favorites uh, on all of the races tonight. So I'll go one, three, four. Yeah, I agree with the exact. You have uh, the one and three. I uh, like Exotic Ovation puts the blinkers back on here uh, and just needs to run that race from from three back to be competitive. For third, <clears throat> both the number five loves image. Uh, drops way down in class uh, all the way from Maiden 30,000 and, and comes over here and drops to the easiest spot you can find. Did show uh, a bit of early spews, only three and a quarter down. Maybe the class drop is enough to be competitive here. Yeah, it's going to be Manuel, Manuel Calvario and Barrington Harvey teaming up on Love's Image. So I'll go one, three, four, and you'll go? One, three, five. All right, race one in the books. Race two, the second half of the early double. Four and a half thoroughbreds, conditional claimers. 2,500 is the claiming price. And this is a compact field of six, but I thought it was a competitive field. Uh, you know, the four is going to be your 95 favorite on the class drop here. Rihanna Rodriguez. And that's a barn that's been on a roll, whether it's whether with the thoroughbreds or the quarter horses, uh, that barn has been on a good streak. And uh, what do you think of Holly Cat here in race two? You know, I put her in the third spot. You know, I, I love Yannette Rodriguez around the turn, as I've said before. But I think stretching out from the 870 to the four and a half yard distance, maybe uh, this horse can be successful. I went with the number one tease place uh, yeah. for first time. The clay for Jose Flores. Kind of, you turned me on to, to Jose Flores here with the hot yeah. Bob, your former lock. And uh, should get a nice little stocking trip, and I'm hoping I uh, can overtake Holly Cat in the stretch. I have Peace Place as my third choice. I gave the check mark to the, to the sixth horse, Aggressive Brawler. So we're both against Holly Cat on top, uh, but we do agree that Holly Cat is a contender. But Aggressive Brawler, second time off the brief layoff, first off the claim for Jose Avalos, who's had a terrific season here with his third reds. And this horse gets Efren Hernandez. Two starts back, looked very nicely there, breaking the maiden, then came back with a third. I think that horse could have uh, easily uh, finished in front of fellow rival T's plate last time out with a little bit better luck. So I'll go six, four, one. So I think those are the main three contenders, as the morning line suggests. And I think the betting public is going to agree. Um, I don't know if I'll probably go just the six or maybe two deep, six, four, or six, four, one. I haven't finalized my pick for. But I do give the check mark here to aggressive brawler. Yeah, I like the exact one six. I like aggressive brawler as well. Uh, drawing that outside post, and I think uh, if T's place maybe gets crossed over, that maybe this one could have the better trip and pounce in the stretch. But you know, having Derby Tangle in the first, I'm going to try and beat the four Holly Cat in the second, one and six. Yeah. All right. So I'll go six four one there in race two. Race number three, we got a uh, four and a half. Conditional claimers, 3200 3, is the claiming price, a purse of 9000 Feel it sick. And uh, this looks like a, a, a duel between the, the old guys. We got a, 
a 10-year-old Southern Southern Lions versus a 9-year-old in this point that are going to duke it out on the front end. Who's going to win this duel, Curtis? Gosh, you know, uh, I I want to say the two Southern Sunrise, but it just scares me that Chris Russell on the two Southern Sunrise and Juan Sanchez goes on five to his point. You know, they're both trained uh, by Lorenzo Ruiz, uh, but I give the nod to Southern Yeah, I, I, we agree. I think we're going to give the 10-year-old uh, the check mark here. Looks sharp as can be last time out there, uh, winning from a bit of a, a break, maybe a – a two, three month break and it looks sharp has rattled three consecutive wins in a row. This point has two wins in a row. Uh, but you know, I think Southern Sunrise, Southern Sunrise a little bit quicker out of the gates. Uh, Chris Russell should have this one in the front, but I think it's very interesting that you mentioned, you know, Juan Sanchez is riding the five and he had ridden both the two and the five for the same barn of Lawrence or So very interesting. This is definitely a race where I'm going to single. I'm not going to try to use both of them or three deep or whatever. Uh, so I'm probably okay. I'm probably just going to go right off the bat Southern Sunrise and see if the 10-year-old can do it. Yeah, I I think uh, that's a pretty good single because, you know, I, I like that he's drawn on the inside there. And, uh, you know, he's just the old crafty veteran. Yeah, he's always – he's been firing. I, I thought that I would like him at the four furlong distance, but he stretched right out to four and a half, and he proved that he could win there. Uh, for the third spot, I'm going to go with number four, put it there. Uh, this horse had a nice effort for 5,000, two outs back. And uh, the horse is going to have to close on the two and the five if, if he's going to uh, get a piece of that check. You know, he has versatility in the past, so I give him a little look here. Yeah, we agree. Top three in the exact order, two, five, four. Um, do you think uh, Southern Sunrise can get claimed? Do you think somebody will drop a claim here? Yeah, you know, on, on those horses, have – you know, won a bunch of races. Sometimes it can be hard to uh, to find conditions, and uh, you know, especially with one of these horses that, that just keeps on winning and winning. You you gotta. I, my dad always tries to run them uh, twice a month. You know, uh, to try and uh, keep the owners happy. But with this one, uh, he just he needs those rests in between races. But you know, it wouldn't be you know surprise me if somebody claimed for a tag. Maybe tried him seventy. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. No show wagering there in race through race three, excuse me, but we agree. Two, five, four here in race number three. That is the start of the pick six. Race four, we got a four and a half furlongs, conditional claimers. Uh, shout out to Chuck. Cowdog, uh, you mentioned how we talked about how he, he just liked the name of this runner. He claimed in three starts back at San Ida, came back here at Losada set the pace, got carried wide and finished fourth there, two starts back. Then went back across town to Saida, uh, showed some speed and faded in the stretch. Now back over the daytime mobile, drops in a tag. Cowdog is definitely the horse to beat. Yeah, you know, gets uh, gets that nice post there. Yeah, he's coming back to Los Al and cuts the framing, claiming price at more than half. But I really like that uh, my dad threw the blinkers on this horse. And uh, I think uh, just the, the class drop and putting the blinkers on, he's probably just trying to get a uh, trying to get a victory here, uh, you know, a photo, and probably just trying to get the horse. So, play. Tell me, uh, what's the story on Cardog? Did he just like the name, or what was it? Oh, you you know, my dad, he likes to rope and do all that stuff. So he probably just looked at this horse in the form, and and thought, I mean, I had heard him say before, oh, I really like that horse, Cardog, and finally, you know, he went out and got it, and uh, it hasn't panned out uh, too bad. 
you know, he hasn't got a victory yet, but, you know, maybe he can get a win and, and get by in the claim box and he keeps them. Yeah, so he's uh, he's going to be down for a $5,000 claiming tag. He's running for a purse of 11.5. So he wins here. He picks up a nice check. Maybe gets claimed. They're pretty much out almost even, uh, even if he gets claimed uh, on this runner. Uh, exactly. So, it, it, and, you know, in sense, it, it still makes a, a sense to, to drop this one here and it has plenty of speed. And I do think that the outside draw could be beneficial because if she breaks sharp, she can just cross over and take control of the race early on. Yeah, he appears to be, you know, the one and the blinkers on. Yeah, he's not drawn in between runners. Uh, uh, for other horses, uh, I think the number three, uh, this horse, I think, just didn't fire first time at Low Sal. You know, was in the 870. I think that was a, a little bit too much to ask first time, but stretches back out to the four and a half distance. And and I think this horse has more upside than the two or the four. Yeah, that's uh, that's a Legend Charm. Second time over the track, definitely improved. Kenneth McDade jumps over to Cowdog, and Edgar Payeras gets the mount on a leg in charge. For my second choice, I went to the four radio chatter. Just draw a line through that last effort. Uh, was bumped in between, had to steady, uh, never really involved after that. That effort, two starts back, two starts back there, finishes second, going 870 and 46-45. That's an effort that can get this horse into the second spot. So I'll go six, four, and then for third, uh, I'll give you a long shot of the five, Baby Beauty. Uh, that effort three starts back to break the mating here locally. Looks too good to ignore at a price. So uh, I'll use that one as, as a long shot on eight. So I'll go six, four, five. I went six, three, four. All right. Radio chatter there, Felix Gonzalez. We agree that that could be a threat. That's the payoff leg of the early pick four. Race five, we're switching over to the quarter horse part of the program. And uh, they are going into the gate here for the great M. Great Lady M stakes a great two here at Los over the daytime compact field of five and the four Martin's Freedom is your post time one to five favorite for grading by Nike and Bob Baffert going to the gate. But let's see, uh, let's see what the quarter horses have in store here for uh, Sunday night race five, the start of the pick four. Quarter horse going 300 yards, maiden claiming going 12 five. And uh, we got a, a few uh, first-time starters between the one, four, and five. But uh, do you agree with me that the experienced runners uh, definitely hold the edge in this spot? Yeah, I, but also I think this, this race is really tough. You know, they, we, got, we got horses coming off years worth of layoff here. I thought maybe I would be getting a price on the, on the three. Uh, Burgard, I believe, laid the horse five to two. And, uh, but it's coming back. Uh, it hasn't been seen since December 2015 for a Farias that day, but this horse carries the best speed figures, and I think if, if just is doing all right on the comeback, should be pretty tough. Yeah, CC Center Parent has not raced since the 11th of December of 2015. Finishing third there in that maiden event was claimed. Now has been off since then. Uh, posted a very pretty good uh, 12:30 workout back on the 9th of June. Uh, for Jorge Farias and uh, Rodrigo Aceves is going to have them out. I do agree that uh, that he, he's going to be a tough tough horse to, to to beat if he runs back to some of those races. But I'm going with the with the recently run horse. I like the two of the Rising Sun here for Jesus Nunez, Erasmo uh, Gasca. A couple of thirds in his most recent start, dropping it in class uh, for the first time up. Uh, excuse me, back up for a tag. Uh, he ran for a tag on debut and finished sixth. 
been facing straight maidens now, now dropped in class. I think he's he's going to be the, the now horse and the horse to, to try to beat. So I'll go two, three. Uh, and for third, uh, we'll probably be the sixth corner, Hawkins. Perez and Nunez, Hydro Rangel here. Finished fifth last time out. The two starts back. Finished fourth, just ahead behind the Rising Sun. So if I'm going off of form, if I like the two, I think the six has to be in the mix. So I'll go two, three, six. Yeah, I tried to get uh, some prices underneath here uh, for second and third. I thought uh, the seven, Corona Latte for uh, Louis Bradvica. Uh, hasn't been seen since December 2013, but yeah, as we've seen in quarter horse racing, sometimes when uh, these horses have been gone for a while, uh, they can fire first time back. And I just like that this horse draws a good post. And then number five, Driven, uh, you know, the first time starter for Jose Hernandez and John Wells. It's a pretty well-bred horse uh, from Bobby Cox and, and has a, a nice 12.50 work on May 26th. Yeah, had been steadily working, and uh, I think that's just a good spot for a horse that's, you know, fairly well-bred and uh, an easy spot here to get his debut. Yeah, so we have a pretty interesting field. We have the two, uh, excuse me, the three, 2015. The seven has uh, raced since 2013. That's so far back that you still see Moonist in the running lines there. For Corona Latte, uh, the first, yeah, the first time starters there. You like the five driven. Uh, I'll give a chance to the one still chancy there. That workout back uh, all the way back in January of 1810. Uh, it's not too bad at all. So overall, this is a very uh, head scratching type of field. I don't know how deep I'll go in the pick four, but I'll definitely try to go at least two or three deep here. Uh, cover a few runs. So recap: I'll go two, three, six, and I went three, seven, five. That's race five, the start of the late pick four. By the way, great Lady M here is now official. The four horse, Marley's Freedom, for Bob Baffert gets the job done. Takes 240 to win. And the second choice, Sky Diamonds, will run out the exact. So the great Lady M goes to Marley's, Marley's Freedom here. Bob Baffert, great red bag, and owners, Little Farm, LLC. All right, back to the action, LL South, Sunday night, race six. 300 yards, quarter horses and mating claimants going for a tag of $10,000. We only got one first-time starter in this field. That's going to be the three, Omega Dasher for Jesus Nunez. The morning night favorite is going to be the two, the two horse, favorite spectacle, excuse me there, for Chris Odell, second dropping class for the first time. What did you end up picking here in race eight, race six, excuse me? I won't want I just thought that this horse drops into this as easy a spot yet. It drops into the uh, and is a well-bred runner who who faced uh, uh, you know some some good two-year-olds, but just hasn't had a clean start yet. So uh, that may be all it needs to win. All right, so very respectable. We do agree. He's coming out of those uh, very good uh, uh, very good trial two starts back. SC Moneymaker, Wicked Affair, Chickafoo. Even last time out, Walter Ways, who came back to win a trial, was third there. So the drop in class coming out of uh, against some. Very solid uh, running company lines. Uh, we definitely do agree the favorite spectacle is the horse to beat. For my second choice, I'll go to the one, Mr. I. Dialing for Felix Gonzalez. Brandon, uh, a huge effort on debut, two starts back to finish second at 56 to one. Then came back, uh, was involved in, in uh, quite a bit of trouble there. Uh, one of the, the runners there got the cute, so that bumped up Mr. I. Dialing to fourth in that effort. So it's been a uh, one trouble last time out, draws the rail, lightly raced, could still improve. So I'll go two, 
one and uh, probably the five here for third. Blue Secret with Paul Jones uh, and Caesar Frank. Draw line to that effort last time out. Was off slow, lost all chance. That effort three is uh, two and three starts back. Those uh, second place finishes uh, make a ton of sense spot. So I'll go two, one, five here. Yeah. Foose uh, Secret for second, dropped uh, further down the ladder. There to 10,000, throw out the last race, like you said. Figures, uh, good speed figures for this group. Uh, for the third spot, I went with the number four, uh, Kava Yita. Uh, mm-hmm. Here uh, has steadily improving works leading up to that 12.5 on June 16th. Uh, but it debuts at the $10,000 level and maybe can spring a little upset. Yeah, that was a 12 plus 50 drill on Good was under a hand right and uh, won by about a neck in that drill. So overall, it wasn't too bad of a drill for this kind of level. So I can see why you're supporting the four. So I'll go two one five and you'll go two five four. All right, that's race six, start of the late pick three. Race seven, the start of the late double. There's two races left. You know what time it is, Curtis? Late time for the late daily double. And uh, I'll give you a guess here because I have my lock of the night. Right here in race number five. I mean, race number seven. So, uh, I'll give you a guess to uh, to who I'm picking here as the lock of the night. Okay, I, it might be the same horse I picked on top. Is it the number five double A yeah, Jess? We agree. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that horse should be should be pretty tough. Uh, it's been close in every race since being claimed six back, and uh, the horse was an outside post. Yeah, Seamus and Hot doesn't fire first time off the layoff. Uh, this horse could be tough. Yeah, we, we agree here on the way, Jess. Uh, you know, sometimes you see horses get claimed and then kind of peak up and down. The form varies uh, up and down, and there's some good efforts and bad efforts. Well, that's uh, none of this here for the way, Jess. He's, he's fired each and every time in 2018. He's, he's become a new horse as a three-year-old. He now is in the Martin of Clement, Hurtado. But I like the outside draw. I like the consistency. Jonathan Roman stays aboard he got to know him last time out and i you know the three doesn't fire i definitely think the five double hs is going to be the beneficiary so lock of the night double hs the three horse uh famous and hot is the horse to beat so i have him for second uh last seen in, in a maturity trial there for the two million uh ran fifth behind matilda check a political lady uh my favorite cartel so those those are some very very good company lines but I'm, I'm thinking that this uh, this layoff uh, could prove to be a little bit too much to handle, especially going 300 yards. So uh, we agree that the way Jess could get the jump out of the gate. So I'll go five, three, and four. Five, three, four here for me. Yeah, I have the same numbers. Uh, five, three, four. Uh, Perfect Eagle, you know, has has uh, been doing pretty well there with the uh, Jesus Ayala. Uh, is is never really. Uh, but I, I just don't like this horse's last race uh, is, was the 100-yard dash, uh, and then is stretching back out. That's uh, that's an old Lesso Naka angle. Horses uh, coming out of 100-yard dashes. But you have uh, a race two outs back uh, of 1550 if it's going to beat the five and the three. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to bring. She's definitely going to have to bring her her best effort here. We got uh, three fillers in the field. We got the one, the three, and the four, and then we got two geldings, the two and the five. So. Both agree that double HS is the main pick here. All right, racing the featured event of the night. The Vessel of Maturity, Grade 1, 170 
I'm going to go with a horse that I don't think I've ever picked on top. I'm going with the seven, zooming for spuds. Uh, you know, just had to deal with Jess Hawk lugging in uh, on the outside last time, put up into second, but I, I think that's the reason uh, this horse just didn't really fire and, uh, and couldn't go by because he had uh, Jess Hawk kind of lugging in on him. But it has been competitive every time, and I think five to one is a great price on a horse that has already won a champion of champions. Yes, uh, the champion champions winner zooming for Spuds uh, has been in pretty good form uh, uh, to begin the year. Last time out, got into some trouble there and finished uh, fourth, was then placed second via the queue. Uh, last time, both of us agreed that Jess Hawk was the horse to beat. She unfortunately locked in and uh, pretty much cost her race there, finished second, but the one. The horse that impressed out of that effort was the six BH Thesis boy. Uh, I'm against BH Thesis boy today because he's drawn between horses. He hasn't breaking all that well out of the gate. I think he can get into a little bit of traffic trouble with Flash and Dwing and Zooming for Spuds being around him. So I'm going to pick the eight. Katie easy, Katie's easy moves here for Monte Rosa. I draw it in a castle. That was a super impressive uh, win two stars back. And then came back and ran a pretty good second behind Tarzanito there on trial night. I'm not super sold on Tarzanito running three straight big races. Uh, he's going to have to beat me. And if he does, I'll let him beat me at three to one. So I'll pick Katie's easy moves on top. Yeah, I, I think, uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty competitive race. I, I agree with you on Tarzanito. You know, this horse uh, just had such bad form before the last two victories and uh, seems to be coming around, but, you know, to take the vessel's uh, maturity, I just – I don't know if I, I want to go with him on top. Uh, I think he just needs to prove a little more against these uh, good horses here. Uh, I've had six BH leases boy there in second. You know, the, he just knows how to win. Yeah, it's hard to ever count him out. He, he's not going to win very impressively, but he just knows how to find the wire. And, uh, yeah, going back to the number two, Jess Hawk, uh, there in the third spot. You know, uh, we were only ticket alive. Uh, quarters GD and I last time. Uh, we tried uh, to get Jess Hawk over Zooming for Spuds and BH Lisa's boy, but you know, just uh, was we were the only ticket alive for eight grand that night. That was a bit of a heartbreaker. And she uh, she did have a, a good lead at one point, right? Yeah, she was she was up there, and uh, we were really thinking that she was going to win as long as Vizu could straighten her out, but just kept lugging in and and you know got beat by a nose anyway, a nose or a head by BH Lisa's boy. And, uh, you know, ended up getting DQ'd anyway uh, for coming over on, on the horses to the inside. But, uh, you know, this horse is racing ultra sharp to count him out. Yeah, so PH uh, Lisa's boy there was visually impressive, rallying from the inside post to get the job done. Uh, Katie's easy moves is my top pick. Jess Hawk is my second pick. I'm, I'm going to give her another shot here from post two. Post two has been a little bit bad luck lately, Curtis. We've talked about this uh, a lot, but uh, we'll see what Jess Hawk can do from the two posts. For my third choice, I'll give Charles Canito the respect of being the fastest qualifier and being in good form. So I'll go eight two four, and you'll go seven six two. All right. So now give me the bomb. Give me the bomb that could be in the mix if uh, some of these other horses on fire. Uh, you know, a horse that I, I've always liked, and uh, and I think it's kind of 
uh, what should I say, a characteristic of some uh, these all red runners uh, that they like to uh, break a little slow and finish well. And I think uh, uh, what do you think about that? Sear drawing the outside, I think, could be very beneficial to get him into the mix. I mean, he was he was half a leg behind Ryan Brago. He comes out of the same trial and starts to need on kitties and moves. Uh, it's not like he was all the way too far back behind those. So I could see I could see why why Sear could could be in the mix here with drawing the outside post for Ulysses Gomez and James Wynn. So that's gonna be the bomb for you. Uh, for my bomb, I'll stick with Brankino. Um, he was a little bit flat last time out, but finally gets off the rail at every great track. Support for the first time. If there's a long shot that I'll be kicking myself, if he makes a good effort. He'll be the nine, so I don't want to leave that horse out out of the exotic. So uh, for the long shot, I'll go with the nine Brankino here. Yeah, I think we got a pretty competitive field here again. Uh, you know, especially. BH Leases and Zuma for Spuds aren't head and shoulders above the rest of these horses. You know, like we said, we've seen uh, Tarzanito run some bad races, and and here he is uh, coming back, and, and he looks like a you know a contender again. But uh, who knows? And I also like your pick. Uh, that would be my fourth choice. Uh, the other Arosa horse there, Okay, there. What is she? She's in the eight hole, correct? Yeah, eight hole. I mean, she uh, she came out looking really sharp. But I think uh, being drawn next to Zooming for Spuds, I think Zooming for Spuds can get the best of her. Yeah, that's good. it's going to be a very, very good running out of the best of maturity. I really like this field top to bottom. Uh, if you tell me the one has a chance to win or the five has a chance to win, I would believe you. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to talk you off of anyone in this field. Uh, that's how good this field is. So, all right, recap, eight to four, and my long shot being the nine. I'll go seven six two, and my long shot going to the outside, all uh, right to the outside of yours. I'll go seared. All right, uh, that's the best of maturity. Uh, grade one on the line. Not only a grade one win, also the winner earns their birth to the grade one champion. Champions later in the year. Uh, we know Lisa's boy by winning the the winter championship in February already has his ticket punched. So if he wins, uh, there's going to be a, a double birth that would probably be uh, available later on. I believe, and the Gilman Go. I think the Gilman Go becomes uh, the next spot to offer a punt. So, uh, if any, if any double bursts are are on the line, so we'll have to find out how the chips fall in the rest of maturity. But it's going to be a fun one here, and on Sunday night, a little sound. All right, Curtis. Uh, I wanted to, to pick your brain uh, on LeBron coming to LA. Uh, special. He is uh, coming here for, I believe, four years. I think the fourth year is an option. But are you surprised at, at the roster around him now? Uh, there's no Paul George. And as of right now, there's no Kawhi joining him in L.A. You know, I was okay with, uh, with no Paul George. I'm not a big believer in him anyway, as, as we've talked about on the show. But, I mean, uh, I think waiting for Kawhi it was, it got me way more stressed out than uh, – and wondering where LeBron was going for because, you know, uh, Kawhi, he keeps quiet, and uh, it's, it's mainly people from his camp talking. But, I mean, I think the Lakers definitely need to get Kawhi, but I don't think we can give up too much for him. I think the Spurs are, are asking too much, especially for a guy who's going to be a free agent next year. I hear LeBron might be okay with, uh, with waiting uh, until then. You know, maybe he, he's taking a, a, a patient approach to this one, but – 
Yeah, I really hope uh, I really hope we can get Kawhi in here uh, and not give up too many of our young guys, especially uh, the way Golden State's looking right now, especially with their moves they're making. Yeah, how about uh, Boogie Cousins uh, just leapfrogging and just going straight to the war? I mean, uh, who saw that coming? Somebody like like Boogie Cousins taking a big pay cut like that, you know? I I didn't see that coming. I guy that you know he. As we've seen, you know, he's, he's got an attitude. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so to go all the way down to taking – yeah, I, I, I do see that he's going to be coming halfway through the season, you know, off that injury. But, I mean, just look at that, that lineup. They, without LeBron going to the West, that could be the all-star that team. Is, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, right there. They have an all-star team there, starting five of the Warriors. Pretty crazy to see, but, you know – I don't know if, uh, you know, according to the to the rumors or the reports, nobody had uh, reached out to Boogie. So, like, he was just sitting there and no no teams were calling him. He's like, I'm going to pick up the phone, call the war, and see if I can join him. So, pretty pretty bizarre uh, the way all that happened. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. Uh, you know, they take uh, the little salary that they have to pay him, but also you get a guy that, has, you know, reaches out to you and wants to play for your team. You know, it's not too many times we see players – you know, really show that fire, uh, you know, and that drive. Uh, maybe, maybe only a few at the top, but, you know, uh, I would definitely take a pay cut to go to the Warriors. <laughs> don't have to produce that much, especially when they're not paying you that much, but, uh, God, they just – they look so tough. What Do you think Kawhi maybe has a chance of going to the Clippers? That's uh, That was some of the rumors going on. Look, first of all, all the, the report of everything that the Spurs were asking the Lakers – we all knew that was too much, right? I sent out a tweet. I was like, oh, the Lakers got to do it, right? And all these people were like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. Well, like, well, of course it looks like too much. But I think the Spurs did that intentionally to the Lakers to just be like, we're not going to trade this guy to you. Like, if you really want this guy, then give us everything, right? But I don't think the Spurs exactly. are going to trade Kawhi to the Lakers because if the report is correct of everything that they're asking, they're asking for, the, what, two picks and uh, Ingram, Hart, uh, and Kuzma, of course, the Lakers aren't going to give that up. But I think it was just uh, kind of a message saying, "Look, guys, we're not going to send Kawhi to, to you guys. You guys want him that bad. Give you guys want him that bad. Give us everything." So now I'm thinking that there's no way Kawhi will go to the Lakers. I think now it's it's all about will the Spurs get a package from Philadelphia, or uh, can the Clippers build something of you know throwing pretty much all the young roster at them. And maybe I think they got one good pick for next year that they could steal it. But uh, I don't know if the Spurs would even think that's enough. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Now Tony Parker went to Charlotte went to the Hornets, which is pretty bizarre. I thought he was going to be a Spur for life. He signed a two-year deal over there. Uh, now that, could that mean that Kawhi could stay at the Spurs? I don't know. I think it's, it's pretty crazy what's going on right now. Yeah, I think – Tony Parker leaving and going, I, you know, I was shocked as well at that. You know, I figured he would, he would retire a spur, but yeah, I think they definitely needed to do some, some uh, trades and, and free up some people to, to get some younger, some younger guys in there. You know, Tony good for so long. I think maybe it's just time for a changing of the guard. You know, maybe that, uh, that keeps Kawhi happy, but uh, you know, they, they got to get something. I, I, I don't know. It seems like he wants out of there pretty bad. It, it, I, I'm in the same boat again as I was with LeBron. I, I was going to go. Uh, obviously, 
you know, Pop's going to get the max value he can for him. You know, but, uh, you know, he's no dummy. So uh, we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see where where he ends up. There's talks that he may sit out the season if there's no deal done, which is crazy to, to, to think of, of happening. But, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting time. Uh, the NBA season has been over, and, like, now it feels like the – the offseason has been uh, even more entertaining that, than the final. So it's fun to, to keep up on Twitter with, with everything. Yeah, I mean, we just have so much going. And uh, I have been posted, you know, on Twitter looking at the – who's at the – what's his name? The the Woj? Yeah. Is he the one that yeah. makes all the news stories? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of knew who he was, but, you know, he's, he's the go-to guy now. I mean, he was just breaking everything and – yeah, I posted it's kind of like the WCW NWO days where you just you, you never knew who was going to switch teams and go where. I mean, we even had Clipper Daryl, yes. you know, the, the uh, most loyal Clipper fan I've ever seen in my life. You know, he LeBron has him jumping ship. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's uh, I was like, uh, that was like a bandwagon move straight off the bat. I was like, Clipper Daryl. <laughs> so he, he, didn't he post something about when LeBron calls, it's time for a team or something like that? I was like, what? So it was pretty. It was pretty pretty funny to see that that uh, that tweet from from Kipper Clipper Darrow. But I don't know why sweepstakes. I think it's gonna take a, a few more a few more months. I think to figure that out. I don't I don't know what's uh, what's actually gonna happen there. Uh, I don't think the sports are just gonna give them up. I think they're gonna make sure they get they get uh, something good in return. Yeah, just uh, just wild moves going on. Uh, what's going to happen? I just know it still looks like it's, it's all Golden State. You know, they, they've, they've added a monster sen, uh, center. Uh, I just don't think they can get beat this season. All right, so give me give me your uh, your prediction. Lakers over under games one fifty. Ooh, uh, I will say I will say over. I think uh, I think they'll be not much over. You know. Uh, they still got to play. They still got to play in the West, and and they still have you know a, a lot of young guys. I will say they win fifty two. Fifty two. Okay. I'm gonna say they win, but forty eight, forty nine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it just depends on how they can mesh together, and uh, I but I think LeBron you know, is definitely gonna bring a sense of of. Uh, urgency and, and leadership to this, that team that I think they were lacking before, you know, that they just had so many young guys. I think everybody was trying to, to figure out where they fit in, you know, especially with, before when Clarkson and Nance were there. I, I, I think Luke Walton didn't really know, you know, where everybody fit at that time. And, you know, they got rid of those guys that went to Cleveland. So, uh, what do? so now it's the first true season that Luke Walton has a pressure on him. Like now, like there's going to be a little bit of a more uh, closer look at, at what, what's going on with the Lakers because this is, you know, you got LeBron, you still got to make a little bit of an impact here. You still got to make some noise. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, after he got to coach all the, you know, the, that big core and, and Golden State and all the success, uh, success he had, you know, everybody just said, well, look at who he's coaching and all he's doing is, is, uh, giving Steve Kerr's orders, you know, anybody could coach that team. And he, he comes to the Lakers with a bunch of young guys, you know, and he didn't really have the pressure on there, even though he, he did come to Los Angeles, but, uh, deliver. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun season here to watch. 
uh, as far as the West goes. The East is pretty much up to Philly or Boston now. I don't think anyone else is really in the mix of things. Uh, but other than that, I think it's going to be fun to see LeBron in L.A. and see uh, see how the Lakers, Lakers improve. So, all right, Curtis, thanks for the remote podcast, our first ever. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I thought it went pretty, uh, pretty smoothly. I mean, I could hear you gl- uh, loud and clear, and you know, I was just standing here. I'm, I'm out here. Uh, you know, the golden arches of McDonald's and a bunch of clouds. So, uh, I thought it went pretty well. What did you did? You get a ten-piece chicken nugget and some buffalo. Oh, uh, I, I had to uh, beef up for the podcast. You know, like any good athlete, uh, you. Uh, all your carbs uh, with the chicken nuggets and the fries, you know, washed it down with a Coke, and I was ready to go. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, breakfast of champions right there. How far away are you guys from? Race nine is going to post the final nighttime race here at low, uh, during the daytime. So it's right around 5 p.m. First post is scheduled for six. So we're, we're about an hour away. So I've got about 20 minutes to go get myself uh, maybe a club sandwich for sa- from Shawnee's and get fueled up for, for the races tonight. Okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds great. We will be uh, – we're getting up bright and early. Actually, it'll be dark and early. Uh, we're going to leave at 3 o'clock uh, to make oh. it back home on, on Sunday. You know, we got a big drive ahead of us. We don't want to get stuck in that uh, Vegas traffic on a, on a Sunday. So uh, – yeah, hopefully. I mean, maybe I'll stop by the set on Sunday night and come see you guys. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that could be that could be a possibility. And uh, you're gonna miss out on a full quarter horse Saturday. Today's card is actually all quarter horse card, no thoroughbred. So you're gonna be missing out. Hopefully, you make a few wagers there from your phone. Yeah, that's what uh, I heard you and Scotty last night. I just tuned in for the last race, and uh, I saw one sweet race. You go into the uh, Odell Barn, and and you know she looked uh, like she did over in uh, New Mexico. She came back pretty well. But uh, yeah, I heard you say it was all quarter horses. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna miss a 550 and a hundred yard dash and all kinds of straightaway races. So uh, I'm sure if you get signal, you'll you'll tune in for a race or two. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, if not, uh, we'll see you next week. All right, man. Sounds good. Uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully get that lock home tonight. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye, everybody.